This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Chicago used to be home to more than 100 movie theaters, but that was a century ago. Since then, most theaters in the city have closed. First, people and their movie houses started moving to the suburbs. More recently, streaming services and the pandemic were kind of a double whammy for city theaters. And today, there are just 16 of them within city limits, concentrated on the north side and in the loop. Now, until last week, the south side had three theaters, and now that is down to two after Cinema Chatham on 87th Street was forced to close its doors. The operator Imagine Entertainment said in a statement that that location was, quote, no longer economically viable. So how does access or lack of access to the silver screen shape the lives of Chicagoans? And where does the local movie theater scene go from here? Joined in the studio to discuss is Daniela Mazio, a cultural writer who looked into this issue for the Chicago Reader. Welcome, Daniela. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Sasha. (laughs) Good to see you. And also here with us is Ariane Nettles. She's a Chicago journalist who was born and raised on the South Side and was a big fan of Cinema Chatham. Yeah. Hey, Ariane. Hi, Sasha. Tell us about your relationship with uh, with the theater, Chatham Theater, as many people call yes. it. What was a typical visit there like for you? Yes, yes. So growing up, you know, when it had previous owners, um, I was there weekends, you know, parents dropped me off before I could even drive and just hang out there, you know. So mm-hmm. it was a really popular spot for teenagers. And as an adult... Um, it was really kind of like my self-care spot. Like I can just drop my son off at school and catch a 10 a.m. show or um, I could catch like a 1230. I could take all my morning meetings and just say, you know what, I need a little afternoon off and run over there at 1230, um, get out like close to three, right enough time to pick him up from school. So mm-hmm. it was really perfect for me. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, when I can't take a vacation, I can't get out of the city or it's wintertime and, you know, there's not as many things to do. I would go quite often, like every week, yeah. every couple of weeks. And I, I'm hearing a lot of those stories. Not only were folks telling uh, uh, Daniela for her story in The Reader, but other news outlets as well, folks saying how surprised they were to see that it was closed without warning and and how often, just like you, Ariane, that they used to attend. I found it interesting seeing Alderman Ronnie Mosley tell ABC that the uh, closure was, he says it's, quote, another setback for the Chatham community. Do you think he has a point? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we talk a lot about the loss of these third spaces, these places that we can gather as a community. And I know every time I went, for example, on a Saturday, you know, with my family, with my little cousins or nieces and nephews, and we kind of do a big family trip on a Saturday, which was affordable at the Chatham location, I'd see um, big groups of people renting out theaters and like it really was a place where, you know, you could gather and be together. And so, um, but also economically attainable. So when we talk about movies being for everyone, cinema being for everyone, there it still was. In a lot of places it's not. So now just two theaters remain on the South Side, as I mentioned, Daniela. Uh, We've got AMC Ford City 14 in West Lawn and Harper Theater in Hyde Park. You looked into movie theater access across the city. So so talk about that and how the closure of Cinema Chatham fits in. Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, there's already a dwindling number of movie theaters. We're seeing that in Chicago. We're seeing that nationwide. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of concern about what is 
the legacy or continuity of cinema is going to be in our culture. Um, like many things in Chicago, we've seen a disproportionate access um, in recent times. So there were only three on the south side. Um, there's only one AMC Galewood, which is on the far west side um, for that area. And everything is very concentrated on the north side in the loop. Um, and even then, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing the loss of uh, independently owned uh, movie theaters. So the new 400 closed last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're seeing an increase of chains. We're starting to see, you know, two chains, really, AMC and Regal pop up as predominantly owning everything. everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, going back to geography, you know, if you live in Lakeview, you're within a mile walking distance of three different movie theaters. But now on the south side with the close of Cinema Chatham, um, you there's really only there's no movie theaters that you can access by CTA uh, train. Mm. You only have bus or you can um, Harper Theater you can access via Metra. So, you know, we're seeing that lack geographically and we're also seeing that lack via transit access. Yeah, that's a domino effect. Yeah. And I was just going to say, as Ariane said, you know, it's also the financial access. You know, you're going to be upcharged if you're downtown. Um, it, all of these issues yeah. compounding. Where are you planning to go now, Ariane? Um, south suburbs, you know, so um, there are some. So you got to leave the city altogether. You got to leave the city altogether if I'm talking about what is now closest, you know, like Country Club Hills, the Marcus Theater has like deals on Tuesdays, you know, and so, but a lot of those theaters, especially out there because they're so far, they may not, for example, have a first showing until three o'clock, for example. So Mm -hmm. like um, me being a in the day while my son is at school, so I don't have to get a babysitter Mm -hmm. type movie goer, um, that's kind of changed that ability. So it's going to just change. But like, you know, thinking of like more family events, um, that is our backup as a family. We generally will go out to the south suburbs because we can afford the deals. Mm -hmm. You know, they might have half off days and stuff like that. Right. Um, But yeah, you know, and later in this in this show, this hour, we're going to actually hear a Curious City episode that you reported Ariane, really excited for us to play that. It was about the origin of independent black cinema on Chicago's South Side. It is Black History Month, which is perfect timing for us to be hearing uh, that that rich history. But I think about Cinema Chatham and the fact that, you know, this isn't, uh, as we mentioned, the the, the first theater that's closed. And it's not the first time that this particular theater has closed. It went through some troubles uh, in the pandemic and shut down. And now, you know, it's shut down again. How does it feel for you to hear that not only is it closed, but it's like up against all that rich history, here we are. Yeah, it's extra frustrating, you know, and in the piece, we talk a lot about that the first black film that was for a black audience with the all black cast and, and by a black director and black producer. And, you know, the thing about that was that black people were able to come and see it. They had access to come and see it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's especially important now as we talk a lot about um, funding for black films and supporting black cinema and coming out, you know, I think there's a lot of times that people want to come out and see a movie and it's just not maybe 
as convenient for right. them to get there. The mm-hmm. timing isn't right. There's not as much options. You know, maybe they're trying to wait and catch that Tuesday deal um, because that's when they can afford to take all their kids to go see The Little mm-hmm. Mermaid versus, you know, another thing. And sometimes yeah. you just don't make it because you have all of these things that you have to consider right. compared to just being able to say, oh, I'm just going to go down the street and catch this $8 show. Exactly. And speaking of all of these things you have to consider, I mean, Daniela, for the Chicago Reader, you wrote about sort of access on all the different levels, right? What made you want to look into this in the first place? Um, so uh, kind of just as a hobby, I was looking a lot at movie showtimes uh, last summer because I'm, you know, I'm a cinephile. I'm very supportive of the continuity of cinemas. Nice. And um, I realized that when I see these listings, I don't normally see a lot of uh you know, showtimes for the South Side movie mm-hmm. theaters or for the West Side movie theaters. And so I was looking at those and started to see a lot of these issues pop up of like, wow, you know, the um, ticket price is really different. The transit access is really different. And when you say the ticket price is really different, mm-hmm. spell that out for us. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, I believe uh, Cinema Chatham was like one of the least expensive uh, ticket prices uh, in the city. Um, AMC and Regal are increasingly doing um, uh, like dynamic pricing, which means depending on what time of day, what day of the week, what movie is showing, the Mm -hmm. price will range. So it's also can be a little bit hard to predict. As I said, if you're going downtown, that's also you're going to have that upcharge. It's just more expensive downtown. Um, And then, you know, you do have uh, a lot more movie theaters are doing things like you have the Tuesday, you know, you'll have the cheaper tickets, um, matinee showings, but some don't. And that's really different per movie theater as well, depending on, you know, who owns it and what their, you know, economic model and their goals are. And what were you hearing from programmers that you spoke to about some of this decision making? Yeah, so it is um, the thing that really became apparent is so many of these choices are made for us before we even have an option. So, you know, like you're saying, Ariane, when we're talking about, you know, if I want to go see this movie, do I even have the option to? And I think a lot of people, you know, I'm hearing this with the Oscars coming up and they're talking about, you know, Barbie getting a bunch of nominations and I loved Barbie and Barbie's great. Mm-hmm. Barbie was widely accessible to mm-hmm. view to a lot of mm-hmm. people and it still is, you know, it's it's pretty easy to watch at home. Um, some of these smaller movies aren't and we don't have that option. You know, if my um, one of the folks I interviewed uh, talked about he wanted to see Past Lives, which is a smaller, you know, quieter movie. He still felt that deserved the in-theater experience, but that wasn't playing on um, at Galewood, which was mm. the theater that he went to the most. And so the, when I was talking to programmers, all of these decisions made of what movies are distributors trying to to get put out? What are the quotas that they're trying to fill? And then exhibitors, movie theaters have to decide do we have the room for that? Yeah. Gene, Gene Siskel uh, Film Center downtown, you know, they already have obligations for film festivals. They already know that certain times their theaters aren't going to be available. So if a distributor comes and says, we need X amount of weeks for this movie to play and the movie theater just can't swing that, mm. the movie theater just can't swing that. Wow, there's a lot to consider here. When we think about access to Ariane, let's not forget disability, right? We're also talking about that. People have all kinds of needs. How can theaters do better? Yeah, I think that, you know, um, we 
do often think about physical disability, um, and that is important, but um, there is, it's, it's really difficult to find um, sensory-friendly showings of movies. So, um, and that's even for children's movies. You know, there are a few AMCs, but literally sometimes you'll go, you know, they'll say they have it, you go on AMC site, and there will be one mm-hmm. sensory Um, friendly showing for the entire um, city and there are a lot of children with sensory needs Mm -hmm. in this city I mean adults too but I'm using that as an example for like a very popular children's movie and there'll be one showing um, for the entire month through for the whole city you know and so to combat that I know for me you know for me and my son who Um, has different sensory needs and has autism, we will go to the movies like the first showing Mm -hmm. or we'll do, you know, certain ones. I was actually, I know, in a showing of a movie and um, there was a family there with um, an older person who had either, you know, likely either Alzheimer's or dementia and the person was like talking a lot and I'm, and they went, to the first showing, you know, and it was just kind of like it was pretty empty, just a couple of us in there. And we're like, yeah, just, you know, they they felt comfortable nice. where yeah. they, you know, and so I think makes also it makes a difference, right? Like a lot of times people may not want to do that in the nighttime, evening, more crowded periods. And so people will intentionally try to go when a movie is a little least cra- less crowded. Mm-hmm. And so um, if we don't have those options, it's just really, it's more intimidating. I know yeah. for me, it's 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 really intimidating to take my son to a totally packed out, crowded um, theater. I don't know what might affect him oh, how yeah. um and it's just really nervous it's a lot yeah it's a lot. so you know on that note danielle i mean more people went back to the movies last year right mm-hmm. so you do have more people trying to go see a movie is there a sense of hope that you were hearing from folks that you talked to there definitely is um and i want that to be you know sort of the resounding takeaway is that there is that hope there there's a lot of talk of you know the death of cinema, the death of um, movie theaters, but folks want to go to the movies. What I um, especially heard is young people not only are coming back to the movies since the pandemic in spades, but they're curious and they're excited and they're seeing a wide variety of films, Mm -hmm. um, which is really exciting. And it shows that folks want to go to the movies. It would be great for them to be able to create some of those same memories that Right. You were talking yeah, about Ariane, right? Yeah, letting them be able, you know, having young people be able to. You said before I could even drive. Before I could yeah. even drive, right? Like having them. And be I able have to all have those memories freedom. too. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I wasn't a teen here in Chicago, but it was this very similar story. Exactly. Two dollar exactly. movies and all of that. Yes. That yes, was my bag. Yes, and you could you could probably spend all day there, right? And exactly. Get, get some food, and then you know, which is also when we talk about economics, right? Like teens in. A movie theater will spend all their little money. Oh, there. they sure will. <laughs> yeah. Well, your money. They'll spend all your money, Sasha, because you have two teens. So they'll spend all your they money. They will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it really is that it's, you know, m- movie theater distribution across the city might not seem like the most important issue, but it is like a question of third spaces and it's a question of economics. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a business model that can exist throughout the city. Um, and folks want to see the movies and that used to be the culture. It folks used to need be, a place yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> folks used to just be able to, you know, spend their day at the movie theater and it wasn't 
it didn't cost that much compared to other cultural yeah. experiences. And it's something that we can all share. We can all talk about. I hope we can get back to that. We have been talking with culture writer Daniela Mazio and Ariane Nettles, who's a journalist in the city, born and raised on the South Side and a big fan of the now closed Cinema Chatham. Thank you both so much. Thank, Thank you. you.